The following interview originally aired on KPOV 88.9 on the Tuesday Point. You can listen to The Point on KPOV each weekday at 9 a.m. on 88.9 FM in Central Oregon and kpov.org. We have with us Laura Fritz, Executive Director of the of Envision Bend here in Central Oregon. Laura, welcome to The Point. Thank you. All right, so we are here to talk about Envision Bend, uh, what Envision Bend is doing, and that's all in the context of the uh, City Club Forum that's coming up uh, at a different time of the month this time, right? Can you talk about just the quick, quick and dirty on time and all that stuff? Yeah, the forum is going to be held on Tuesday, June 14th uh, this month. And um, it's the typical scenario, 11.30 to 1 p.m., but just on a different day of the week. Yeah, yeah, diff- right. On Tuesday instead of Thursday, and it'll be both in person at the Riverhouse Convention Center and also streaming on YouTube and Facebook. And you can find out more information and register at cityclub.org. No, I'm sorry, cityclubco.org. Uh, and so, uh, Laura, can you tell us, um, well, I guess, can you talk about Envision Bend? What, what Envision Bend does, and then what is this specific project you're working on now? Sure, great. Thank you for having me today. Um, so, Envision Bend, um, we are known formerly as Bend 2030, so a lot of people may be more familiar with that name. We rebranded about a year and a half ago. Um, Envision Bend brings diverse stakeholders together to engage, empower, and educate people so that they have a voice in our city's future. And um, really, we've been a convener um, for since our inception in 2007 of people to come together and tackle the challenges that our community faces and also to work towards seizing opportunities that we have. So we've been involved mostly in really promoting the vision for the community, which um, the first vision was created back in 2005, 2006. Right, and that was that had 2030 in mind. It did. And now uh, my understanding is you know, there's not a specific date, like a, not a specific time stamp on what's going on right now. Correct. I mean, um, as we see, you know, um, the world changes quickly, and often vi- a vision is a long-range, uh, pl- you know, ideal for the future of a community. And um, it may be relevant for 20 years, 30 years, but it also may only be relevant for 15 years because society changes a lot, um, things come up, you may be very effective in um, achieving your vision, and then you want to go back at it and look again to the future. So we felt that having a date stamp on ourselves was a little bit limiting and time to just really look forward and rebrand and and move into the future. And so, uh, Laura, can you talk to us about about your background and what uh, motivated you to get involved in this uh, visioning uh, for Bend? Yeah. Okay, terrific. Yeah. Well, I have been a nonprofit consultant for a long time and um, about 10 10 years and um, previously have worked for other nonprofits in our community. I was at Neighbor Impact for about five years and... um, do a variety of other things. I'm involved with Core Community Land Trust as well. And just, I've always been very locally focused. And when I got hired by, um, at the time, Ben 2030, about two and a half years ago, they were in a bit of a transition and they hired me to help with that transition. And kind of the short version of the story is that um, as I was working to um, help the organization get ready for this project, um, 
I I really bought into you know what the project was all about, and I my job really was to work my way out of a job and find a new executive director for the organization. And as we were preparing for that, the pandemic hit, and so we had to really put the brakes on the vision project because, of course, the the community needed to focus on emergent and urgent issues for quite some time. They, you know, long range vision in that environment would not have been appropriate, and so so we all kind of put the brakes on and kind of um, looked internally and did some work internally. And and during that time, I just decided I'd really like to stick with this project because I think it's so important for a community to bring people together um, to find their communal voice and their communal dreams um, to guide the future of the community. And so as the pandemic started to, you know, as a, as we saw a light at the end of the tunnel that we would be able to get back out into the world and start interacting again. Of course, we started the project up again, and fortunately, the board of directors wanted to keep me around to help get mm-hmm. through the project. That's great. And of course, uh, we have a light at the end of the tunnel, but here we are back again with our masks on. For sure. <laughs> in the yep. studio. New because, normal. Yeah, it, it's just, it's hard to know uh, exactly where to go with that. And and I so I I guess, you know, sort of certain extent of empathy and and sympathy for you trying to do this big community engagement project with some unknowns. But let's, can you describe in more detail, what is the project you're working on in Vision Bend right now that will be the uh, subject of the forum? But you can just... Whatever you want to say about that project, and then uh, we'll go from there. Terrific. Yeah, so we have undertaken the Bend Vision Project, and it is a long-range visioning project where we try to bring the whole community together to share their hopes and dreams, ideas for the future, to make um, Bend a great place for everyone. And it's just a huge community engagement effort. And to your point about here we are with our masks on again, as we um, started to gear up again, second time mm-hmm. around to launch this project, we did really need to keep in mind that engagement has to look different. It has to look different because of the pandemic, but it also has to look different in order to make sure that it's truly an inclusive process. We could not expect to just hold big community events and expect everyone, everybody in all corners of our community to come to us and share their ideas. And so um, we have designed our, our outreach and our engagement to be um, v- have a variety of ways for people to um, share, share their ideas. But back to to um, the visioning project, it's about 16 months long. We did start back in December, so we're about six months in. And it's a long process of really um, get researching and gathering data and input from the community about um, where they want our community to be in 10, 20 years down the road. Um, we... We have developed many different engagement vehicles so that we can reach people in different ways. We will have public workshops. We have private interviews. We have focus groups. And we have a community survey. And we are making sure that we go out and meet people in the community rather than asking them to come to us. So we'll attend a lot of community events. We'll work with a lot of partner organizations. We have 17 partner organizations who have endorsed the project. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for the future of our community and will help us in getting the word out about ways to participate in this project. 
process. Um, those partners range from the Chamber of Commerce to the High Desert Food and Farm Alliance. We really want to reach all corners of our community. We will make sure that our community survey is in Spanish as well. So lots of different ways we're trying to make sure people can participate. All right. And so uh, I guess, can you give some examples of what you'll be doing to ensure, uh, you, you mentioned, uh, I may be using the, the different word, but something like a, an equitable inclusion, right? And can you describe some of, the, some of the examples of how you'll be trying to do that? Sure. So we will have um, a number of ways to engage, as I mentioned. We're going to have some public workshops um, where they're open to the public. People can come and join in. And we probably, we're still working out the details. Okay. Um, yeah, right. But we probably will design those workshops um, geographically within the city. So the northwestern quadrant, the um, northeastern quadrant, central district, etc. And the com- whole community, anybody who wants to participate in those workshops can. We also will have focus groups that are defined by interest areas. And, and you know, so... We haven't defined exactly how many of those and which, what those will be, but I can give you some examples of our uh, of the ideas of those interest groups. Um, we, of course, want to reach out to the Latino community, and so we will have probably two focus groups, one in English and one in Spanish, to ensure that we can really pick the brains of people in that community and they can share their ideas. Um, Another example would be large employers and businesses. Um, Another example um, would be the African-American community. Um, Again, I'm going to mention farmers um, and you know, food providers. Where this project is defined as um, for the Greater Bend area, Um, I think city borders for most people are fairly arbitrary um, in terms of like, you know, do I live technically within the boundaries of the city or do I live in Bend and do a lot do a lot of business here and uh, you know affiliate with the city so we know that it's really important to hear the voices of our close close by neighbors I live right outside the border of the city I'm a Bend resident as far as I'm concerned in my daily life and we we also know that as Bend grows we in- incorporate land into the urban growth boundary, so that impacts people. Mm-hmm. And just what happens in Bend really affects the region. So so if you um, conduct business on a regular basis, you interact with the city of Bend on a very regular basis, you affiliate, associate, you reside in the city of Bend, you're welcome to join in on the conversation. All right, so a uh, quick question, then I have a, another one. If people want to get involved or just want to find out more, what's the best way to do that? Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, they should go to our website and sign up for our newsletter, which we don't send out too much, so it won't clog your email. But our website is envisionben.org, and there's um, right on the homepage, you can say, keep Keep me informed. And we'll be sending out information about when those public um, events are being held and when the survey is launched. We also are going to work really hard to get information out in different ways about the survey because the survey will probably be the thing that most people are able to participate in. And so we, we're hoping that we can get little notices with the QR code for the survey in grocery bags across the city, all, all corners of the city, because everybody has to buy groceries, right? Right. And can people, I I can't resist this, I am so sorry, but can people who bring their canvas bags get one put in it? Oh, 
of course. Okay. <laughs> well, and, and you know, we're still working on trying um, finding partners in the community who can share those little rack cards. They're just okay. little information about yeah. the project and and how you, and and then you can take the okay. survey nicely. Right. We will Sorry, be I just... no no because I do there, the but... same thing. All right. But the QR code. Um, um, will be on that, and that will make it real easy. It, like I said, it will also be available in Spanish, and I think we're launching the survey in late um, late June is when okay. that will come out. Okay, so make sure when it's time, leave some cards with us. We do get some foot traffic okay. uh, or, or surveys. Um, here, so envisionbend.org, E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N, B-E-N-D, uh, .org. You also mentioned you'll be at some of the summer festivals. Can you talk about which ones you're going to be and how do people find you? Are, do you have colors? <laughs> yes. So, um, so we are a uh, nonpartisan, independent, nonprofit organization. And so often at community events, they have areas where the nonprofits assemble. So I don't know exactly where we'll be typically, but that's who we are. So, so you could look in that kind of area if, the, if it's um, kind of set up that way. But um, we are planning on being at Juneteenth. Really excited to see that event here um, this summer. I'm super excited about what they're doing. Um, We'll also be at Central Oregon Pride, the Pride Mm -hmm. Fest, um, the following week. So I think Juneteenth is June 18 and 19. And then Pride Fest is June 25th. So we'll be there as well. We'd like to be at Summerfest. So I'm working on signing up for that because there's a lot of traffic there. And then we're looking for events throughout the summer that really will reach a diverse audience. Um, We want to make sure that people are aware of this project and that their voice is welcome. And so we're looking for other activities too further into the summer. Um, I know there's a car show, the the Deschutes County Rodeo is, or excuse me, a fair is coming up, Mm -hmm. you know, different opportunities. So we're looking to figure out which ones we can get into and, and, and share the survey. Nice. So people be on the lookout uh, at, at your festivals uh, for Envision Bin if you want to get involved in that. And um, I need to take a quick break. Uh, we're not going anywhere, uh, but you are listening to The Point on KPOV, uh, the Tuesday Point. We're joined by Laura Fritz, Executive Director of Envision Bend, talking about the Bend Vision Project. It's going to be going on for the next year or so. Uh, ways you can get involved. And also, we need to get back to the City Club Forum, which is coming up Thanks. on Tuesday the 14th. This is definitely something we like to to preview for, for our audience and, and let you know that the, the forum is coming up. But first, tomorrow, uh, on the Wednesday point, uh, join Marianne and Louise for a conversation about the CORE3 project, CORE3 project, a regional emergency training and response center, as well as a command center, for the anticipated Cascadia event, the anticipated giant earthquake <laughs> that might happen. Uh, one of these days might happen. Um, that will be tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. on the Wednesday point. Um, and so make sure to tune in then. Uh, now we're getting back to Laura Fritz. So, um, and now I have to ask this question. To what extent is planning for the Cascadia event part of envisioning <laughs> Well, so I like to say, you know, the community vision is defined by the community. And so I can't tell you how much that will show up in our conversations. But if it does, it will be part of that plan. You know, it, it. it, it's the community's voice. It's community-owned, community-driven. And until we've collected all the uh, data and the input from, from people who are part of this community, we don't know. All right. Okay, good. That's great. So, and it's... 
I mean, to me, this sounds like a, a like a pretty massive project, right? Even even in a I don't know what what size city you really called in, but a relatively small, I guess, city. But you're looking at a thorough accounting, if that if I may use that word, of 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 everybody involved. And we talked a little bit uh, while we were sitting around here. Can you talk about what is the difference between we're talking about visioning? I guess. To you, what is what is involved in in creating a vision? I mean, I got I, and I understand about the community input, right? But but what does that mean? What is a vision? So a vision really is the community speaking about what it hopes. Um, we will become in our future. And, you know, it's, it is strategic planning. It's usually the precursor to what people think of as strategic planning, but okay. I consider it strategic planning. It's the early stage talking about what, um, what things may impact our community and how will we try to address them and where do we want to be down the road. So really at the end of the day, when you have created a, a community vision statement, that's your North Star as a community. Mm-hmm. And it serves as, first of all, the, the, the community has spoken. Here is what we want. So it serves as a guide to any organization, any institution, governmental entities, etc., as um, you know, a guide on what the community wants. So it really can be a, an important tool in s- additional strategic planning of those organizations. Mm-hmm. And and so how to get to the vision, Ex- right? So so let's get again back to the uh, back to the city club. Can you t- tell people what, what will be the sort of structure and what will happen at the City Club meeting on June 14th at noon? Um, I, I would love to. Let me add yes, one last do. thing. Please so do. we will have a vision statement at the end of this okay. project, but we also will have a first five-year action plan where we've identified some key projects that the community really would like to see partners who have agreed to work towards that, and uh, some strategic action steps um, to get us moving towards the vision that the community has created. So it's not just going to be a pie-in-the-sky plan that sits on a shelf. It really will have an action component um, with identified partners who want to work towards this, um, with indicators to measure whether we're moving t- the needle, moving towards what we said we were we mm-hmm. wanted to do as a community. And, you know, we know that this kind of uh, uh, visioning works. I mean, we did it back in 2005-2006. The community created an action plan and really achieved an awful lot of what was in that. And so, you know, visioning works, proactive, um, you know, forward-thinking communities do it so that we are able to create the future we want rather than just having it happen to us. So back to your original (laughs) question, what's going to happen at the City Club event? We're very excited about this. So we will share our findings so far. I do want to stress that we're, you know, just maybe one-third of the way through collecting information from our community. And so by no means have we made decisions about exactly what our community has has said. So this is just another engagement opportunity, but we will share information about what we're seeing so far, what we're learning, um, 
We have done a, a big environmental scan and trend analysis, which was conducted by one of our consultants looking both nationally, regionally, and, and locally at things that may impact our community or likely will Im- impact our community and what that could mean to us. And that will ha- help shape some of our conversation with with the local community in terms of, you know, our visioning workshops and so on. So we'll share that information with folks. And then we have started to identify some themes that likely will be a part of that vision, areas of priority that the community wants to work on. And so tables will be assigned a theme and we'll end up having a really interactive table conversation about what one big project might our community undertake to help us improve life within this theme. And then they'll share back with us. Now, there will also be folks on uh, watching live stream, and so they won't be sitting at a table, and they'll have their opportunity to engage individually. Um, I think what we plan to do for those online is we will share all the themes with them, and they'll be able to use the chat to share what one big idea they think we should be working on with those themes. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, please visit kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcasts at kpov.org.